Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 92 in St. Peter's and downtown at the Arch Sun and 93 degrees. I'm Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those good swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. Welcome into the Graybar Sports Open Line. Joe Pot back with you tonight in for Matt Pauly, who's taking some uh, much-needed uh, rest, getting a little break here with the All-Star break. Of course, uh, he's in here just about every night, Monday through Friday. So he's got to do this, and if he's not in this, at this time of year, he's doing Cardinals. And if, it's the, if the Cardinals are off, he's doing this. And sometimes if the Cardinals play early, he's doing this after. So he's taking some time. Uh, good for him. Hope he's getting a little rest and having some fun as well with his family. Joe Pot with you tonight, uh, back in tomorrow night as well. Uh, it is that sort of time of year. We were, I was talking with Kevin Wheeler. He called it the whelp season because there's just not a lot going on. Now, we are lucky in St. Louis now that, that we haven't been before because we've got an MLS team and an MLS team that is playing tonight. St. Louis City is playing tonight at LAFC, and we are going to talk about that a little bit later on coming up in the seven o'clock hour later in the seven o'clock hour we'll talk to jen cease who of course you hear on the sidelines on the city broadcast you also hear here on sundays talking soccer on the st louis city soccer report with nate gatter so we'll talk to her about what to expect from tonight's game with lafc city comes in uh first in the west and the really good thing is uh, points wise they're going to be at worst tied for first in the west because they're three points up on Seattle, and they have a game in hand on Seattle, too. So they're in a good spot right now, and they're five points up on LAFC. LAFC tied last week or tied uh, over the weekend when City picked up its win, and that means that, that that kept them back farther from St. Louis City. They could have been right up there in that same spot with Seattle, just three points back, and then you're talking about if you don't get the three points, you have the opportunity, you have the chance to be tied with LAFC. That's not the case. They can't catch you with a win tonight. And Seattle can only catch you 
where they win. So it is not a bad situation where City is right at this minute. We'll talk about that again a little bit more coming up late in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll uh, hopefully have some time to take some calls at the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour tonight. So a little bit different. We'll do that in the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour and pretty much uh, weigh in on uh, what you'd like. We're going to talk some uh, some draft, some MLB draft with Jonathan Mayo of MLB.com. He writes a lot for MLB Pipeline. He was heavily involved in the draft coverage, the live coverage over the last few days, especially really when they got into those later rounds. And we'll talk to him about that. He also has a new book out that we're going to talk to him about. So that's going to be fun. Another baseball book out just yesterday, as a matter of fact. I'm lucky enough to have one in my hand, though. Uh, and that is uh, by Tim Brown and Eric Kratz. Eric Kratz is a, a longtime catcher in Major League Baseball. Tim Brown is a longtime writer for the New York Times, and he's written a couple of other books, some of which you may have heard of. So we'll talk to him. His The, the book is The Tao of the Backup Catcher. It's really interesting. I have just barely cracked it and got into it, but I've really enjoyed so far, and I like the way it's laid out. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about some baseball stuff. And we can talk to uh, Jonathan Mayo about uh, not only his book, but specifically about some Cardinals draft picks and just some of his thoughts on the Major League draft, which just wrapped up yesterday. The Cardinals made 19 picks yesterday in the draft. They made 18 of those coming out of college programs which is a little bit of a change and it's the way that it is going more now. I think draft wise across baseball, it's only the second time that the Cardinals have used 18 picks on college players. The only player they did not pick out of a college came all the way in the 19th round, which is the, no, I'm sorry. It was the last pick. It was the 20th round. Uh, Cameron Johnson. It was out of the IMG Academy. That's uh, like a prep school. So that was it. Everybody else came out of colleges and most of them out of four-year colleges. So you're not even talking about a lot of JUCO guys going. It's a lot of the four-year college guys that went not just to the Cardinals, but a lot of teams across Major League Baseball. And we can talk to Jonathan Mayo about why that is the case and all of those good things uh, as well as we get into some baseball talk there. When uh, when we do take calls at 7 o'clock, you can tell me what you like about uh, this downtime here. Maybe you enjoy this time without sports. Maybe as sports fans, we need to have a little bit of a breather. We need to take a break. Although ESPN likes to use it to uh, bust out near 30 for 30s. They've done that a lot around this time where they'll debut it after like the home run derby. I remember a couple of years ago, they did that Bronx is burning short series. And they I think they uh, debuted that after the home run derby. And that was... Uh, it was just the perfect time. You've got a captive audience wa- watching the home run derby, and then you bust out a documentary or a, uh, dra- a docudrama, maybe is more accurate for that. It was really good, by the way. I enjoyed it a lot. Oliver Platt played George Steinbrenner. You had John Turturro, who played uh, Billy Martin. So it was, it was a, I, I thought it was a really good series. And I like, I like documentary type series, and of course, documentary type series on sports, on things that I'm interested in is uh, even better and he had a little drama and it's even more fun. Uh, That Lakers series, if you got to see that Lakers series winning time, which was based on Jeff Perlman's book that came out last uh, end of summer and it's coming back. Season two is coming back this year, which looks fantastic. We're going to get into the magic and Larry bird uh, battle. This is all back when I was 
uh, young lad watching the NBA on on TV on TV on Channel Five uh, here in St. Louis on NBC. So that is really cool. That is coming back. So what do you like to do uh, during this time off? During these couple of days, do you hate it? Is it terrible? Um, or do you enjoy the break? Do you enjoy the respite from? following that's one of the things about the baseball season too is it sort of has that calming effect it sort of has that okay last night wasn't great but you know what they're right back at it tonight or they're going to play this afternoon uh it's it's so much every day that you get that it's very comforting as a baseball fan to follow along with your baseball team so maybe you enjoy taking a couple of days down from uh, following the cardinals and certainly this year probably more people enjoy taking taking some time to uh, back off of watching and, and following along closely with the Cardinals. And you'll get a chance to get right back at it. They're right back at home on Friday, so you can get right back in it after the All-Star break. We'll take our first break coming up here when we come back on Sports Open Line. On the Gray Bar Sports Open Line, we'll be joined by Tim Brown, who has got a new book out. We'll talk all about that. We'll talk some baseball with the New York Times bestseller, also, it's going to be uh, fun in the rest of the hours. We talk a lot of baseball coming up here. And four nine six six five thousand. Broadcasting from the underlying tree lawyers. Get Jim.com studios. KMOX. This is the Greenbar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits the slammer. On America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line, Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley this week here on KMOX. Glad you are with us as well. It is, uh, well, we're not even really switching gears because we hadn't really gotten into any gears yet early in the show here tonight, but we are going to talk some baseball, and we're going to talk a brand new baseball book. I am pleased to welcome to KMOX Tim Brown, the New York Times bestseller, and he has a brand new book. I believe it just dropped yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, which he penned with uh, Eric Kratz, who is a longtime big league catcher. It's called The Dow of the Backup Catcher. Um, so, Tim, thank you, first of all, for joining us. I know you've probably done a few of these, but we appreciate you taking some time to do one with us. Thank you, Joe. You can probably hear it, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. That's okay. That's, uh, that is, uh, you know, that's certainly the... That's the risks we take, I guess. Um, so this is great. Now, I literally just got my hands on this. I have one oh, in my good. hands. I'm really excited. And I just got my hands on it yesterday. I busted into it. I'm starting to read through it. I really, really enjoy it. But let me ask you first, um, does Eric come to you? Do you go to Eric? What? How do you come up with, we're going to write a book detailing and chronicling the career paths of big league backup catchers? Well, it actually started maybe 30 years ago, Joe, when I started covering baseball and was a little bit lost or maybe a lot bit lost. And it seemed like every clubhouse I walked into, my favorite person became the backup catcher. Uh, the stars were all a little intimidating and these guys had great humility. They were eager to teach the game. They had a great uh, sense of who they were and where they were and why they were there. They were typically veteran guys. And I sort of collected these guys along the years and uh, came to 
a spot about, I don't know, four or five years ago where Eric and I connected and we were having this conversation. And I thought, you know, with his story, 19 years as a pro ball player, 14 different organizations, 120 different transactions, that this would be the guy who could tie together all of those guys who I had bumped into over the years who had great stories to tell and had interesting journeys to describe. And so that's sort of how it came to be. It was uh, Eric's story became the spine and sort of the spinoff point of uh, sort of the broader story of who these guys are, this culture of backup catchers. So um, I I think that, as I said, I think baseball fans will. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Absolutely love this. And I think St. Louis fans have an interesting view of this because for so long there was the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the mainstay in the Adier Molina. And so it was, and I don't want to say it was a revolving door, but it was a couple of years of this guy, a couple of years of this guy. And so I, I think that that is, you know, maybe in this market, we even have a greater appreciation or, or a good appreciation, but I really like the way the book is laid out. You, you sort of intertwine uh, chapters on Eric with chapters on some other uh, backup catchers, which people may or may not know or remember. Heck, they might not remember Eric Kratz. I think I looked, he played what? A, I think he played a high of 68 games one year. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, he, uh, he played parts of, I want to say, 11 big league seasons, but had a total of about 900 at bats. Uh, he was the journeyman's journeyman. The guy has more duffel bags with more <laughs> logos on them 
than you can even imagine. And he's usually about two behind right. uh, wherever, wherever he went. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think he sort of, for me, became emblematic of, of that guy. And, in fact, you know, I, I think at one point in the book I mentioned Yachty and how uh, young catchers, particularly young catchers, will will get to a place and think, okay, this guy's 32 years old and he's going to retire soon, and then I can jump in and make my money. And how many how many guys went through St. Louis thinking that very thing and then had to slink away and go find their fortune somewhere else? It is the truth. You or you talk about even some guys that you know they've come through the organization. They say, okay, you you hate to give them that sort of air apparent, right? But there was there, and then you think about a Carson Kelly, who the Cardinals eventually flipped for Paul Goldschmidt. Right. But there were several of those guys that came through. They're like, all right, he has the chance to be sort of the guy who's going to take over. And then Yadier Molina just never left. Right, right, uh, and that's you know that's pretty rare because I think, uh, as you know, Joe, it's sort of hard to find a number one catcher even. And uh, you know, honestly, there are more than a handful of quote unquote number one catchers who probably should be backup catchers if if your you know if your definition is what the the age old catch and throw guy That's which right. is you know kind of a diss um and can't really hit much and so you see a lot of that as a number one catcher because that's the best you have um but yeah the backup catchers what I what I found really interesting about them is uh the, they're the the ability to take this journey and stay in the moment along the way. And I think that's something you learn as you get a little bit older. I think it's one thing to sit behind a guy like Yachty and know your place. It's a different thing to uh, sort of roll around and still feel like you could be a number one guy while at the same time accepting that role, being where your feet are and fully committing to it. I was, uh, as I was just kind of paging through and I was starting to kind of, I was reading some chapters out of order, um, and you'll forgive me because I can't remember the name, the backup catcher to Johnny Bench, who spent so much time with Johnny Bench, I found really fascinating. I, you know, and Bill Plummer was an original Cardinal signee in 1965, and I, I love Bill Plummer's story. I had not going into sort of charting out the book thought about doing an entire chapter on him. And then we started talking and it became such because, and I'll go through it very quickly, signed by the Cardinals in 65, rule five to the Cubs at the end of the 67 season. In 1968, he was on the Cubs roster all year long, got two at bats because Randy Hundley started 156 games at catcher. So, the winner comes along, and he gets a phone call. Bill, you've been traded. And Bill is thrilled. Great. I've been traded. I'm never going to play with the Cubs. Randy Hundley's going to play every inning of every year. Where am I going? <laughs> Cincinnati. He's like, oh, Cincinnati. Johnny Bench was already an all-star and younger than Bill Plummer at the time. And that's what Bill Plummer said. Okay, I guess I'm a backup catcher forever. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's great. Just some of the things that, that you get into with Bill Plummer and I won't give a, more of that away. Cause it is a really good story that I think people will enjoy, but I, I think the entire backup is there. Um, I, you kind of answered it there, but I was going to say, is there another story or is there a catcher's story that sort of stands out that you really enjoyed, or maybe that you didn't know as well getting into this? 
I think um, I feel like I knew most of the stories. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to guys about um, almost almost the personal catcher aspect of it. John Flaherty with Randy Johnson mm-hmm. when John late in John's career when he became a backup catcher and Randy Johnson went to the Yankees and um, uh, and was not as effect as effective as the Yankees would have hoped and they sort of assigned. John Flaherty to him partway through the season, trying to rile him up a little bit. And they had uh, their, I won't say issues, but Randy was, they wanted John to get Randy to be sort of feisty again and angry and all that. And I'll just say it worked. It it worked. And and at one point, John actually charged his own pitcher mound. And, you know, I just, just the whole sort of vibe of it, um, became really interesting to me just learning about, uh, you know, every single one of these guys woke up in a, in a hotel room in Binghamton or Asheville or Bakersfield. And to you know, they, they thought to themselves, you know what? I was a high draft pick. Everyone in my town thought I was going to be great. I guess I'm just not going to be the next Johnny bench. And then what you do with it from there. And I think that's always this flashpoint of you either find places where you can provide value. Maybe not on the baseball field, maybe catching bullpens or being a leader or becoming a father figure, a big brother, a priest, a therapist, a drinking buddy, anything you can find to to provide value and stick around. And, And maybe that gets you to the big leagues if you're good enough at it. Tim Brown's with us, the uh, author. The book is The Dow of the Backup Catcher. Tim, before I let you go, just current state of baseball, do you enjoy the rule changes and the way the game has sort of uh, is going at this point? I'll say this, Joe. So I stopped doing the day-to-day thing uh, about two years ago. And now I watch a game, and all I can think of is you waited this long to put the pitch clock in. (laughs) I... (laughs) You know how many times I drove home at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking, geez, how could that game not end sooner? Um, So, yes, I'm really enjoying it. I think um, my only thing that I would circle back on at this point is with the pitch clock, I I never liked the three-batter minimum, only because it's a strategic element. I, I get some of the regulations. I don't like when they start to tamper with strategy. And... I think with the pitch clock now, you can go back to maybe sort of the overuse of the bullpen a little bit and still have, you know, still have shortened games and things like that. I, I would, I would, I would lie. I hate to see guys trapped into things that they don't want to be doing. I also, yeah. I, I agree. That's, that's a view I've taken, even with regard to the shift. I don't want to tell a manager how they're supposed to defend. I I sort of, you know, I agree. I I get that the game, uh, what they're trying to do with the game, and most of it I agree with. But, I mean, baseball is, since we were little kids, you go stand where you think they're going to hit it. That's right. Um, And and so, but I I do get what they're trying to do here. And one thing I do, you know, I know Rob Manfred takes a lot of heat, but I, I do admire his willingness to consider change and sometimes I think it's a little rash, but I, I do admire that because I think we uh, prior commissioners have been a little bogged down in the way it happened yesterday. 
Tim Brown, appreciate the time. Uh, the book is The Dow of the Backup Catcher. Best way for people to get their hands on this book? Any old place you buy your books, Joe. I think, um, I hope, anyway, I hope. <laughs> Uh, they tell me they're everywhere, so uh, I'm I'm hoping that uh, folks like it. I hope they give it a chance. I hope they understand that it's about something maybe a little bigger than baseball. That all of us can maybe make some use of the habits of the backup catchers and and uh, and be of some you know maybe act in the in the greater good once in a while. Just for it's good for the soul. Well, like I said, I've just uh, gotten into it and and paged through it and and read a couple of chapters, and I am loving it so far, and I can't wait to get through the rest of it, and I appreciate the time tonight. Tim, uh, take a lozenge, drink some tea, rest that voice, man. <laughs> it's not as painful as it sounds, but Good. Uh, I appreciate you very much, Joe. Have a great night. Absolutely. You do the same. That's Tim Brown. The book is the Dow of the Backup Catcher. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. We're going to talk more baseball and another baseball. The Gray Bar Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley this week. Glad you're along as well. We'll keep talking some baseball. We'll keep talking some baseball books, as a matter of fact, as well. Back to the Quiver River Electric guest line. And Jonathan Mayo from MLB.com joins us here. And Jonathan, appreciate you taking some time. I know it has been a busy, uh, probably a busy couple of months, but certainly a busy couple of days for you. Yeah, it's uh, you know a confluence of all the the big events in my world all at the same time. So uh, a labor of love, but definitely a labor. I have to compliment you. <clears throat> in my other life, I am also an SID, so I was watching very closely all of the draft coverage. And yourself, and uh, Jim Callis and Melanie Newman did such a good job. It 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 just amazed me, especially as we got later in the draft, and those picks are coming quick. And you were still, all three of you, able to pull out information and have something on a, a good portion of these players. And I'm real, I was really impressed. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and, uh, it takes a village, I think, to, to do our draft coverage. And we got a lot of help from, from scouts, as we said. And we had a great research team. And listen, <clears throat> even those later round picks that are you know, senior signs that teams save money on, you're still getting drafted to play professional baseball. You're, you're fulfilling a dream. And we want to try to make sure that every kid gets at least a few seconds of due uh, for, for what's a really a momentous occasion for them. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I really did. I'm, I was really impressed. Uh, can we talk the draft a little bit first? Let's talk about that. Um, biggest maybe surprise for you, somebody that went higher that, than you expected, or maybe there was someone that didn't go till later rounds. What was your biggest surprise from the last couple of days? There wasn't anything that was like crazy. Uh, you know, I think to the outside observer, the fact that Blake Mitchell went eight to the Royals may have surprised a few people, but we've been hearing that for a while. My, my final mock, which I don't want to harp on because that didn't really go too well overall, but that was one I got right. Uh, you know, the Royals have done that the last couple of years in terms of taking a, a high school guy who's a really good player, uh, but also will take a deal in the top 10. And that's what they did with Blake Mitchell, who was uh, the best high school catcher in the class, probably the second best catcher overall behind Virginia's Kyle Teal. Uh, other than that, I mean, Bryce Matthews landing in the first round to the Astros was a little bit of a surprise. I thought maybe Arjun Namala, the high school shortstop from Florida could have gone a little bit earlier, but again, you're hearing as the draft approached that uh, he might, I wouldn't even call it slide, right? Cause he still, he still went in the teens, but other than that, 
the guys who were supposed to go in the first round kind of went in the top five, all went in the top five. We're busy with Jonathan Mayo from MLB.com talking a little uh, MLB draft right now. I was talking with uh, Kevin Wheeler, who passes on his hello, by the way. Um, but we were just kind of chatting about the fact that, you know, it is it is less now. You're seeing more, I think, of the college picks. And I'm looking at the, the Cardinals specifically, and we can get into them in a bit. But 18 of their 19 picks were college guys. A lot of those four-year college guys. Um, have you seen, have you, have you noticed that change or, or seen that kind of sway a little bit the other way? You know, I think it's somewhat cyclical, Joe. It depends on what's in a draft class. Obviously a lot of teams become more risk averse, especially as the draft approaches. So even in the first round, when maybe they were contemplating taking a high school player, they decide that it's less risky to take a college guy, especially a college hitter, we might get to the big leagues kind of quickly. I think in addition to that, this was a weird year. If you go back to 2020 and the COVID year, there were a good amount of very talented high school players who might have been drafted out of high school had there been a normal season. And I'll start close to the very top. Dylan Cruz went number two overall, the LSU outfielder, Golden Spikes Award winner. He was a very talented high school prospect ended up pulling himself out of the draft in 2020. He, he didn't have a, a great summer showcase circuit, and he was off to a little bit of a slow start in the spring. He's from Florida. I think that had it been a normal spring season in Florida for Florida high school baseball, he would have been evaluated enough and probably drafted high enough to not even go to LSU. And I think there are a number of players who that – you know, that fits also that they ended up going out to college rather than even contemplating signing or even being evaluated enough as high schoolers. So the, the college crop this year was richer. I think when you add that to the fact that teams are more and more data-driven, uh, they all have their own models, and the college players tend to look better in those models, uh, I think it's a, a recipe for the fact that it, things did seem a, a little college heavy. I know, especially for, for the Colonels, they went all in on the college front. And part of that too is you know, talking about being data driven. That a lot of the schools, the colleges, that as universities, they have that same technology, those same uh, analytics available to them that maybe you don't see as much as at the high school level. There's so much more information out there now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of information for the high schoolers, especially the top guys because of the showcase circuit. But, you know, on a given Tuesday afternoon at a high school baseball field, you're not going to have track man and you're not going to have exit velos and, and all those sorts of things. But, uh, yes, you know, all the big college programs, uh, they have their own an analytics people now. So it, it is a combination of, of those things. So they can give the data to pro teams. Uh, and there are a lot of other sort of outside organizations that gather that kind of information uh, that the teams take advantage of. Uh, let's talk just for a bit, if we could, on the Cardinals' top pick, Chase Davis, uh, University of Arizona. He is uh, an outfielder, power guy. Tell me about Chase Davis. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I think the, the thing that is exciting about Chase Davis is he, he made huge strides this year in terms of his approach. He'd always had really, really good raw power from his high school days, uh, but... He kind of swung at everything. He was a little over-aggressive, tried to sell out for power. And this year, I think he learned that if he can work counts, uh, he is big, strong, and physical. The power is going to come, uh, so he didn't have to sell out for it. He drew a lot more walks. His strikeout rate went down, and he had a bunch more home runs. So I I think he has a chance to be uh, a really good run-producing kind of bat in the middle of a big league lineup. Probably plays an outfield corner, but he moves pretty well. He's a bigger guy send him out in center field, but it's the bat that the Cardinals were definitely buying there. Jonathan Mayo with us from MLB.com, and uh, I know that uh, you have another project that you have been working on, and that is a uh, brand new book. So the book is Smart, Wrong, and Lucky. You're telling the stories of some of the guys that have come from those late rounds in the draft, uh, some of those big surprises. Tell me about the book and and getting into that and, and what that's been like. I think we still have Jonathan, you still with us? I'm still with you. I lost you there for a I'm second. Sorry I'm sorry. That. So no, I was just asking uh, what it has been like to uh, get through the book, to get into the book and, and get your book uh, out and going here. Uh, smart, wrong and lucky. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of work uh, as books tend to be. And then you know, during the pandemic uh, as well, uh, you know, everything kind of slowed down, but you know, I spend a lot of time, Joe, talking to scouts and they all have, stories they like telling the stories of the guys they missed on uh, and then telling the stories of their colleagues who hit on a guy uh, and that's how i found out about a, a lot of uh, the subjects in the book and, and and your descriptors right guys who went later on in the draft were underappreciated as amateurs who then far exceeded expectations and you know cardinals fans they, you have the kind of poster guy for that and albert pujols and he is a chapter in this book. I couldn't have this book without telling how Albert Pujols was scouted and and eventually signed. And I don't dive too much into the player development part of it. Not that he needed much because he got to the big league <laughs> so fast. But it was more on the flip side of like, well, how did this happen? And you know, the the funny thing with scouts, they're a little too smart. I gave them all the opportunity to say that they knew. They knew Albert Pujols was going to be a Hall of Famer. They knew Jacob Degrom who had barely pitched until his junior year of college had been a shortstop uh, and was an eighth-round pick of the Mets, was going to be the best pitcher on earth. But uh, they've been humbled too many times, so they never took the bait. <laughs> they know better, right? They've learned. <laughs> yes. Well, that's yeah, absolutely. It's a, you know, scouting, scouting these players is hard, but you know, they all saw something in all the players that are in this book uh, and knew that they had a, a chance if they could get into the pro game to, to be something, and they all exceeded what that something everyone thought it could be 
And as much as we talk about the data and everything being or a lot being data driven, there still is uh, there still is that uh, that eye test, that gut feeling. You've got to go out and, and see some of these guys, right? Oh, without question. And then you never know what happens once they get you know into into the pro game. They add strength, uh, pro instruction. Uh, you know, but that's why you need to go and see whether they have a a feel for the game, whether they have. Uh, the aptitude and the want to. A lot of that's a term scouts like to use a lot. Uh, and all these players had a, an extreme case of want to, and so they got to work to kind of prove that they could end up being more than even the teams that drafted them thought they could be. Smart, wrong, and lucky is the book. Uh, longtime baseball GM Dave Dombrowski wrote the forward. Jonathan Mayo. Uh, writing the book, and uh, I know it's on Amazon. I assume you can get it just about anywhere that, that you're going to find a book, right? Yeah, pretty much uh, all those places, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, you can find it. Well, Jonathan Mayo, as I said, I've, I've greatly appreciated the draft coverage, appreciated the conversation, and uh, look forward to the book as well, and I appreciate you taking some time tonight. That is Jonathan Mayo of MLB.com with us here on Sports Open Line, on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Again, the book Smart, Wrong, and Lucky, Origin Stories of Baseball's Unexpected. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings, and he hits a drive. He hits the slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Joe Pot back with you. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX, just wrapping up our number one. We'll talk some... St. Louis City coming up in hour number two. We will also take your calls in hour number two if you care to chime in on a variety of topics, whatever you would like to talk about. But you can uh, tell me what you like or dislike about this break right now in the sports calendar, which, of course, in St. Louis, we have always had uh, a real break. And now uh, that has is helped by the fact that we have an MLS team playing in the city and playing tonight uh, that'll be at 9.30 tonight. It's a West Coast game. They're playing out in L.A. against LAFC. It's a big game for City, and we'll talk to Jen Cease about that coming up later in the 7 o'clock hour. But if you want to weigh in on that or if you'd like to weigh in on um, the Cardinals draft, we just got into a little bit. I didn't have a lot of time to get into a lot of these draft picks with Jonathan Mayo, who, my gosh, just, I mean, if you watch any of that coverage, you understand, but certainly in the later rounds, it is literally just... Jonathan Mayo, Jim Callis, and Melanie Newman, who were doing it, and they were just sitting there as the picks came in, and they had information almost instantly. Now, sometime they would take you and or they would take it back and have information. Okay, a couple of picks ago, because they were getting information just in almost constantly. But the coverage they provided was really spectacular, and it was. I think that he made the point that they felt like it, it. they were owed, right? The players were owed. They were getting this opportunity to go on in their baseball career, so they were owed the opportunity to be recognized for what they had done, and I think that's obviously very cool. And as I said, I, have, uh, I was watching very closely for some guys here locally, and there were plenty of guys taken. Uh, Brennan Orff and Avery Owusu-Asidu from SIUE, which is my connection there, just watching them both get taken in the late rounds there and information available on both of those guys also. So that was just really cool. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just the two books that, that we talked about there in the first hour. Both uh, I've gotten into one. It's very good, and I don't know the other, but I'm sure it's going to be very good. The smart, lucky, and wrong about some of those guys that maybe 
didn't uh, pan or didn't plan out to be, didn't appear to be like they were going to be superstars. But man, uh, there are some big ones on the list. Like you said, Albert Pujols has a chapter in there. Joey Votto, Mookie Betts. There's some guys in there that that went late, and that turned out obviously to be just fine when it comes to the uh, baseball. But you can weigh in on the books. You can weigh in on what you like or dislike about this all-star break. We can talk if you want to, and I know this is going to be the talk, of course, coming up from here all the way to the beginning of August. You can talk about the Cardinals if you uh, certainly would like to. Jonathan, uh, John Moselak, rather, has made it very clear that there's changes coming to the Cardinals. We all knew there were changes coming to the Cardinals anyway because of the way this season has gone. So you can weigh in on that if you so desire. So in the uh, middle of that 7 o'clock hour, we'll be able to take some calls when we come back for Hour number two of Graybar Sports Open Line. I'll start things. We'll get started talking about uh, where Major League Baseball is going next year because they made that announcement today that they were going back as far as those international games. We'll talk about that. I was mentioning documentaries that come out. Quarterbacks came out today. Uh, Tyler Rosen's behind the board for us doing all the producing, and he was talking about that series that started today. He's already started in on it. So that's just one of those things that a lot of the, and it used to be, like I said, the 30 for 30s, they'd release one or the, the short series, they'd release one about this time. So quarterbacks is out there. You can check that out. Uh, he really enjoys it. In fact, as I look up, it's uh, they're doing a promo on the TV for it. So hour number two is coming up here of the Graybar Sports Open Line. Your call is coming up 314-436-7900. We'll get into those. In the 7 o'clock hour, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd like you to be a part of the show. So after the news, we'll be back with hour number two of the Graybar Sports Open Line. Joe Pot with you here on your home for Cardinals baseball, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Lights. <laughs>